What's going on, Dusty? You know, living the dream. I remembered late last night to toss a question box up at about two in the morning. <clears throat> and wouldn't you know, these crazy fuckers are awake. So we got a lot of good shit. Yes, I did the same thing. I did the late night question post because I saw yours go up. And it said it had been up for like 10 minutes or something. <laughs> like, oh, that's tomorrow. That's right. And I was like, holy fuck, this weekend just evaporated on me completely. So um, so I put one up and uh, got some real good ones. I like today. Did we, did we have any, did we have any uh, flatland bike questions? Because I got to tell you, I was watching your skills last night. And uh, I was impressed. You are a, hey. still a very large man on a very small bicycle. So it's, uh, yeah. it's interesting. I would I, never I was, use yeah. the word grace with you before, but there it was. You know, everything's getting smoother. The guys that I ride with were like, they're like, yeah, you're way more stable now. And you can roll things for a longer period of time. You no know? Stable. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the only type of stable that I have, right? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they they said they, uh, they could see like, you know... It, it's it's just like it's funny it's like bodybuilding is such a metaphor for life that it prepares you for other things that are seem overwhelmingly difficult mm -hmm. like you know how bodybuilding is you know you're like i can never get as big as paul delette's 270 on stage and then like right. i was like 265 on stage at one point you know what right. i mean yeah, yeah. like you, you 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 don't you but you know you just chip away at it and enjoy it right and do the process and then next thing you know, you look behind you and you're like, holy fuck, I like put on 30 pounds of muscle. Right. You know what I mean? Because you love what you're doing. You're not doing it for the end result. Yeah. You're like, and you're enjoying it. <clears throat> and it's, and so it's, it's, that's just the rule. If you just can find things where that's how you, like, that's how you have to do things. Right. Like that's the secret. Is just I, enjoy the process. Oh my God, no one's ever said that before. What an outstanding! But it's just so true. And this is just <laughs> another example. Like, like it took me a month to do a, a a foot jam tail whip, which is like one of the first three things you're supposed to like, you know, learn how to do. It took me like a month, and I was like almost killed myself like ten times trying now to. Now you that were trick. you were able to do that before though. Oh yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I could do all that shit. But I mean, that's like. It's another yeah, just, lifetime. Yeah, but that's what Not I'm even. saying. So, so it was it was just a matter of getting it all back. But also now you're yeah. you're different. You're bigger. Yeah, it's just your so mobility sucked at that. Nothing point. is <laughs> nothing is the same. It's not. Yeah, it's just so funny. But it's just yeah, it's been cool. So you know, I look back on stuff like, you know, there might have been a trick that I could do back in October, but mm -hmm. when I do it now, it looks way better. Right. It's not like I haven't progressed because I haven't learned another trick. Right. Right. It's like, you know, is your squat ever perfect? Right. It's funny you say that, though, because I, I've been I told you a million <laughs> times. I like squat. those. Uh, I, I still watch like barracks and all those skateboarding things. And it is amazing. The guys who literally make the most ridiculous trick look like they're sleeping. So easy. It, like it, it doesn't even look like they jump like it just it just floats. And you're like. And even other guys who are extremely talented are like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, they're the ones that are the most amazed because the general public has no grasp of what they're seeing. Right. They can't. It doesn't count. It doesn't even compute in their head. And the, the people that are really good are the ones that are amazed because they understand. Holy fuck. That guy's that guy's Dorian Yates level. Right. Like, that's not a back double bicep. That's Dorian Yates. Like, you right. know, it's it's that's it's it's like everything. It's like. You know, just think of all all the the unknown players in the NFL that you don't know, right? Right. But the other guys in the league know them, 
and know mm. they're awesome. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, you just know he plays in the NFL. But the other guys are like, oh, man, that guy's a fucking machine, you know, and they've seen him train in the gym and they've seen him do his thing. And so, yeah, it's just like everything. And actually, this is funny because I thought about this topic. Um, I think it's important. I was going to save this for later, but then he went and kind of brought this up. You're welcome. I, I think it's important for us to stop and appreciate. I know this might sound corny when it comes out, but let me explain. Stop and appreciate what we're seeing. I think that we don't we don't stop and appreciate things enough. You know, we move real quick. We're always in a hurry. We're staring at our phones. You mm-hmm. know, the old thing like we don't we're not looking up. We're not watching life around <clears throat> us, walking around, staring at our screen. Right. Um, but uh, it, it's funny because one of the things that I notice when I ride with these guys is they'll be doing something that I know is like 15 years before they could do that trick. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like the one guy's riding for 37 years, he's still learning new tricks, <laughs> right? So, so I'll see them do something, and I see the people that are walking by, and they're oblivious, right? Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this before, just like in bodybuilding, and someone's in the gym, they don't really understand. They just see the leg press going up and down, but they don't really get it. Right. <clears throat> but this just been another reminder that, like, hey, I've, you know, I wonder how many things I miss. Like what? Am, right. what, do, what who, do, who do I not appreciate? These mm-hmm. people have no clue what's going on in front of them. They just see some guy on a bike and they right. think of, oh, my little cousin used to do tricks on his bike in the 80s. Right. No, no, no. It's not the same. Right. <laughs> it's just like my cousin. My, my cousin was a bodybuilder. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's the equivalent. Right. No, it's not the same. No, your cousin didn't do what I did. <laughs> right. Very true. <laughs> and so it makes me wonder, like, hey, like, what am I missing? And, mm-hmm. and I know this might sound funny, but I think it's a good practice to like just slow down and, and watch stuff. So like the other day I picked up some meat and I went and stood and I just happened to be kind of like looking behind the curtain mm-hmm. and I just sat there and I just watched this guy cut steaks. Right. And I just watched him and I like took a second to go, holy fuck, that guy really knows what he's doing. Right. Cause like he was so fast <laughs> and there was so much danger involved. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys will take your arm <laughs> off or the saw or whatever but, they have. Yeah. So yeah. It, it it just and I just sat and appreciated. And I'm like fuck. And then that guy came out and I go, hey man, fuck, you're that was awesome. And he kind of chuckled. He's like, yeah, I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. But I just he thinks nothing I, of it. But yeah. <laughs> I just felt compelled to tell him like, hey, like, fuck, you don't really know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I think that's a good reminder for everyone to maybe just you know take a minute and try to appreciate something that maybe you don't notice. Right. You know what I mean? You know what's funny though is it, it is, it is all the way down to simple things. Um, I used to be able to tell. I, I mean, I've had the same Starbucks drink for years, and I could tell if my my main barista had made my drink. It's the same drink, and I could literally. I'm like, I taste that. Look at it, I'm like, you made it today? She's like, yeah. I'm like fuck, I knew it. <laughs> like, there was something that she, some order of something that takes place. That she did differently and when she left she actually told me what it was it was just simple was uh she would add all my cancer while it was still hot oh, i'm sorry splenda my oh, my cancer <laughs> and uh so it would melt properly and then mix the, the ice and the water in you know what i mean so it's like a, one tiny little detail but it's like if it's cold it doesn't mix see now we have to have a chemist on the show i am to a chemist. tell us yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have a we chemist on. There. Maybe there's something about the heat. 
It like like really pulls the Splendy into the into the fluid. It removes the cancer and adds the sweetness, <laughs> which is what I need at this right, point. Right, right, right. No, but it funny. is funny you brought this up though, because uh, I literally yesterday I had a, a a newer client. He sent me his pictures and he says in the pictures, "Sorry, it takes me so long to send the pictures," um, or I'm inconsistent. I mean, because they're embarrassing. And number one, right. they're not they're not embarrassing. He like, I've been worse as a pro than he is now. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm laughing, but, uh, and he said, I just thought that I was a lot better than I am. And I, uh, when I started working with you and I saw pictures, I realized that the scale and the pictures don't match. 240, man. Exactly. Right. Cause we're all, we're all 250. We're all 270. It's the same thing. And uh, what was funny was, and then he also said, because of that, he missed some meals out of frustration. Water was off. I'm like, so let me get this straight. You don't look as good as you thought you did. So in order to fix that, you fucked up the diet, fucked up the drink. <laughs> like, right. How does this work? But, but obviously, I turned it back around. I was like, dude, I never, when I started bodybuilding and actually doing it correctly, all I worried about was each day, just doing what I'm supposed to do. And I remember, and I'm sure we've talked about this before. Uh, I remember the day I was in the gym training and I had a tank top on or whatever. And I, I looked up in the mirror and I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm a bodybuilder. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember like we talked one we had that day, yeah. you know, and it's like, I, I, so I told him the same thing. I'm like, you just, I never thought about it. And I never knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I just remember literally I looked up, I was like, like I hadn't seen myself in six years or something. You know, it's like you see yourself every day. Why was it you? I could show you what bench I was sitting on in the gym and be like, yep, that's where I realized I was a bodybuilder right there. You know what I mean? But it's uh, it is like you said, it's an interesting thing because you don't as you're chasing these tricks. It's not like you're thinking, well, man, in seven years, I'm going to be doing all these tricks. It's just this one. Yeah, just yeah. Over and over again. Just get better. (laughs) Just try to get better in some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that's the fun part is there's so much I can get better at that it's it's gonna it's fun, you know. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. And I actually I like I I kind of, you know how I like gym equipment. Yeah. I guess I kind of I'm kind of a gearhead. Like I like, you know, I like the parts. Like whenever I see another guy, like we had another guy show up last night to ride with us. First thing I did, I went and checked out his bike. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got these, he's got these. Oh, yeah, 23-millimeter stem. Oh, yeah, he's got, oh, yeah, 15-millimeter forks. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just, like, teching his bike right down. Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, I guess I, I have something in my brain that likes to do that. I think it's, it's – you've probably always had that. I had uh, – my one of my mentors, I watched his – But uh, I'm not into cars, really. You know, it's weird, though, but you're in, but you're into, like – Things and what makes them work. I have a friend that, that I, I watched his kid one time when he was like two. Right. And he came home and I said, hey. I said, Brock is different. And he's like, what do you mean? I go, well, like most kids like open a door and then they close it. Brock opens the door and wanted to see what was happening. Why was it like, so I watched him watching the hinges and trying to figure oh, yeah, out. Yeah. He's two and I could see him analyzing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I've always been the kid like, who gives a fuck? The door opens. <laughs> right. It works. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's the guy eventually I call to fix it when I fuck it up. So good to know. It, it's always <laughs> funny. Have you ever met anyone like I think everyone has a different level of that mechanical? Right. What are you mechanical awareness? Yeah. Or in my case, complete disillusion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I find it amazing when I meet like a 40 year old 
So don't mm-hmm. worry, you're not old enough to qualify. Not there yet. Good. Um, a 40 year old who has zero awareness of like the simplest function of something. <laughs> Mo's like, I get not being mechanical, but you must have been forced to use a screwdriver at some point in your life. Yeah, you could like, fix this if you had like to. I'm, I'm not that mechanical, but I guess I grew up on a farm, so I have like a default advantage. But mm-hmm. like, you know, you must have been forced to at least try to fix something once. But they're like, no, no idea how this, no idea how this works. Like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's like a picture hanger. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny because you're right. I, you know, I don't like people in my house either. So that's a tricky thing. Yeah. Um, and my garbage disposal was giving me an issue. And I was like, well, now I'm at a, I'm at a, I'm at a head here. Either I have to fix this fucker or someone has to come in my house. Right, right. So I was like, well, all right, I'm going to fuck with it for a little bit. And I ended up fixing it. But it's like, that's a perfect example. Like, that guy would have been like, oh, I guess someone's coming to my house. And I hate that, too. Because right. when you live in a condo, they're like, yeah, we'll come in. I'm like, well, not when I'm not there. Well, right. but we're just going to let ourselves. I'm like, the fuck, you are. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. only leave for two hours and 17 minutes per day. You can't come during those times. <laughs> two hours and 17. You got the drive time mapped in perfectly with, with that. You know it. It's like... The fact that it's an odd number like that tells me that it's probably more likely to be the actual number. <laughs> yeah, he's actually dead you know serious it. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't even making that up. You, you know, when someone drops a way too specific reference and then everyone yeah. is like, oh, shit, that's actually true. <laughs> this psychopath actually pays attention. <laughs> actually, it's funny. If I was late one time, I missed a light and I saw Harvey tapping his foot when I walked in the door. Like, bro, where the fuck you been? It's been two hours and 18 minutes. I was worried. <laughs> i'm never late never early it's the same time my time oh man so you got some solid questions huh yeah i do i have uh i have a few first what do you think trim the trim the dome i had that i didn't realize because you know we're i'm wearing the i wear the snappy pull-up mask like the neck gator oh okay yeah, yeah. Right? they're just i i find them far superior to any other type like that's the only way to live so um i uh yeah. So yeah, well, we, so my beard, I let, I, I wasn't even paying attention to it. It just got long. It just got like crazy. And, uh, so then when I went to shave my head, I shaved my head and I left the beard, right? Cause Emily's, Emily likes a shaggy. She likes me kind of like, so I'll just shave the head. And then I looked and it was like too drastic of a difference, like shaved Hair head and then, like un completely unshaped homeless beard. And I was like, ah, it is a look. It's a look. I've done it before. I've got some pictures, but I just didn't, wasn't feeling it. So I put the clipper guard on and trimmed the beard up. You did it yourself. I'm proud of you. you, know? you know, that's, I got in trouble for that a week ago, so I'm not allowed yeah, anymore. Spend, you spend money and have professionals touch your face, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, because, see, I tried. So I missed. I was out of town. And so I had to trim the edge. You ever, like... My beard wants to be higher, right? Well, right. I, made, I made a mistake. Right. So now to fix the mistake, you got to go lower. Yeah. You can't make that mistake like three times, which I did. And right. next thing you know, I'm rocking like a chin strap, like it's 1997. Right. Again, which I did in 2010, but don't judge me. Um, right, <laughs> so, right. so I literally went in and she was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I was gone. She's like, you're, you're no longer allowed to touch your face. Oh, like, that's so funny. Ever. She's like, I have to fix this. It took like an extra 10 minutes to blend it. And I mean, I'm like asleep, so I don't know what's happening. But I woke up, she was like, 
that was work. Don't don't touch don't touch. Oh, it. that's hilarious. <laughs> See, if I make any mistakes at all, I just shave it right off and grow a new one. Which yeah, because, yeah. I'm yeah. fat, and the the chin collection is getting strong. <laughs> and like I I live in denial that people don't know I'm fat with my cheeks being all big up here. I pretend right, right. no one can see that. Of course. But you know it's that thing like when you're. We have to film everything because this is our world now. And what do you do in the gym all the time? This. So all yeah, I yeah. see is that I got more chins than a Chinese phone book. And that's just not good for me. I'm like, <laughs> no. No. This is not going to work. It's like everyone else is watching the numbers like, oh, that's a, that's a strong press. I'm like, how fat am I? Fuck. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, ah, oh. it's not good. It's not good, Ron. So this is a cover up. Plus, I found I should be favorable to masks. If I wear masks, sunglasses and a hat, I could be handsome somewhere under there. (laughs) This this situation could be helping you. This is the great equalizer. Forcing the dating process to be online. So then they, of course, you know, that benefits you definitely because you get just a pure phone. It would be. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. 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 So you speak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Did you, uh, you know, we never talked about um, my fact that I went to uh, a smile bar and got my teeth whitened. I saw it. And I, I, and I got the whole facial and all the moisturizer, you know, the, the, the stuff they do. That? So I thought, I actually thought you were going to bring that up. And I thought, fuck, Dusty didn't bring that up. How did he let that slide? Oh, yeah. How did he let that slide? Because that's the type of thing that I thought you were going to be like, what did they do? And then you were going to know the names of all the masks. And no, see, I wouldn't the... know that shit because ah, I don't okay. take care of my skin at all. I just pay for someone to fix it once I fuck it up. Ah, okay, okay. So I, I didn't get any Botox or anything. So I'm not on your level. None of that stuff was involved. Well, you're not. But it's old I, and you need it. Yeah, yeah, no, but it was just, it was like moisturizers and stuff. It was, uh, it was, you know, a, a birthday, Emily's birthday and Valentine's Day the same weekend. So it was kind of a, you know, kind of a, a day date for us. We went and got facials and got the teeth, teeth whitening and it was just kind of fun. But, uh, I, I stepped into the a little bit Scottsdale. I felt Did a little you fall bit Scottsdale. Asleep? Oh yeah. Yeah. Here, just hang on a sec. My dog's making all these weird noises. I don't mind. I like him. Put him on the show. I want to see him. Yeah. I think he's just trying to get attention. I thought you were going to bring him on the show. I wanted you, I wanted everyone to see him. They don't really know him. Bring him on. Trying to get him to come out. He's trying to get me to come underneath. That a boy. It's a it's a battle of who wants it more. The bed. So ah, he's okay. <clears throat> no, Anyhow, so so you fell asleep and you just chilled. Fell asleep and just chilled. You know, they got the, the thing in your mouth and they're shining. How long does that last? It's like an hour, but you do these little. That thing in your mouth? Yeah. But I was asleep. I was going to say, that doesn't sound fun at all. It's, 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 it's actually not even uncomfortable. The chair is so comfortable that I was like. Ugh. That'd be me. I'd be sawing logs <laughs> over there. can't breathe because I'm on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Who brought the retired offensive lineman? <laughs> <laughs> about the fat guy with the multiple chins that shouldn't shave his beard. Yes, that's okay. Me. Okay, okay. So I got lots of questions. You want to? You want to start? Sure. Let me open them up here. I'm sliding right to the beginning today. I'm just going in order. That's a oh. Lie. That's a lie. I'm not going to do it. I get a dumb question. It's all out the door. Um, that's dumb. 
Oh, <clears throat> I don't even know what this means. How to set up an accurate logbook whilst working around the clock shifts. So I can change. Yeah, I don't quite understand. I, is he kind of like referencing that he does like, like day shifts and night shifts? I'm I, not I sure. Yeah. So, Do you think that's what he means? Like he's working all these weird shifts? Yeah, I mean, I assume so. But you're, I mean, here's the bottom line: is your, your logbook's your logbook. And yeah, you just log it. And, it is. You just, you know, when you get to that body part, you try to beat your numbers and yeah. good to go. Same thing and, with food. It's one thing I, I've had to deal with with people who work different shifts. I always say, well, breakfast is the meal after you wake up. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. care what time you wake up. No. But when you wake up, that first, hell, just yeah. call it meal one and we can move forward. And meal five or meal six, have it right before you go to bed. I don't care. Yeah. I do, last I meal. do. Um, like if I always you, call like it breakfast, dinner, point. and I have four lunches. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunch <laughs> one, lunch two. That's fine. Dinner's the last one. I just call a meal one to five or one to six or whatever. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, you just, you just act normal. That's, that's like the, right. It's like the, it's like a metaphor for life. Just act normal. Well, and that is your normal. So that's, yeah. And you know, matters. You can't alter it because, oh, I worked a day shift this time and I'm more no. tired. Like, fuck it. You gotta beat the all numbers. I would do, all I would do is since you're log booking, I would just write at the top work days. Yeah. After nights trained after three meals, trained after, yeah. you know, empty, whatever. That's all. Just record yeah. that because, you know, you might see a trend there over a long period of time. Yeah. Simple, simple. Uh-huh. Yeah. Simple, simple. Okay, my turn. Yes, sir. Would you rather be iconic and timeless or considered a visionary and a trendsetter? Oh, the first rather be- for sure. Iconic and timeless rather than yeah. a visionary. Yes. You don't need to like create stuff. You just want to be real fucking good at it. No, well, that's because that, when I think of iconic, like I, I think of it's funny. I actually just said this uh, yesterday on a picture of Luke. Like I think the the term legend is so overused in, in the world, especially overseas. Like when I think of iconic, I think of James Dean. Like that dude's never going to die. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I iconic sort of it makes me think that there's like some images of you that the whole world has seen. Yeah, and that's how like, I look at it, too. You know, or something about you that like, yeah, that's a big word. I think if yeah. somebody said like if somebody said if you would describe or you asked 100 people, you know, who's James Dean? And some of them were there when he was alive and the rest of them weren't. I think a common term would be like, cool. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like the, yeah. the visual definition of that, Yeah, you know? So, but yeah, that would, that would definitely be my choice. What about you? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. You know, there's, there's something a little blue collar about being a visionary though, or like a trendsetter or you change a, the world that way. Yeah. I mean, creator. There's something about, changing the game that is that is sort of appealing to me i guess but iconic and timeless usually comes with like you know some pretty cool benefits <laughs> well, yeah i mean it's like do you, you know do you do you want to be jeans and a white t-shirt or do you want to be that awesome outfit that everybody wore for six months and then realized it was pathetic oh hey that's a good hey that's an interesting reference you know that's, that's 
You know, that's, that's how I look at it. Do you, do you, do you want to be jeans and a white T-shirt or, or do you want to be one of those sequins? You know, right. Sequins. Okay. <laughs> yes. If you look at it that way, that's a great way to do it. That's a great way to do it. Um, so yeah, I got a lot of simple ones, but I actually dig them. Um, we'll have the same answer for this. What do you think about people calling themselves natural when they're not? I don't, I don't really care about other people. <laughs> I just so knew we were going to have the same answer. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't really care. I just like, I don't know. I just don't really care about it, what other people say and do. It doesn't bother me. Well, I mean, it's lame. Yeah. Like, but I don't pay enough attention to be like, I can't even think of anyone who does. Like, I don't know who actually does that. I've heard, I know people say people do that, but like, I don't know who actually does that. Who says yeah, they're natural and they're really not? It's really weird, anyways, because in this day and age, like nobody cares. Like yeah, I, got, and then, I got called out recently by a guy in one of my posts. He's like, "Yeah, well, don't forget you're on steroids." And I was like, "Well, everyone here knows that." <laughs> like <clears throat> that was that's. I also drink water. I mean, I assume everyone kind of knows these things. I didn't need to point it out that that coupled with training hard was what I was getting at, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 So no, I'm, I'm going to say, I knew we would answer that the same. I don't care about those types of things, but one thing that's along the same lines that I brought up uh, yesterday was I am amazed at the, the fraudulent way of, of, of being something you're not in the world. Oh, yeah. I, the I, industry. I, I saw your little Instagram story. Yeah. That, uh, classroom session. So that sprung up because uh, a guy that I uh, bumped into, he has a following that's more than double mine, uh, which is who gives a shit. I don't really care. But it throws it off when no, when no matter what you post, you're getting 700 clicks. I could take a picture of my dog shit and get 700 clicks. Like if I put a funny thing, look how big my dog shit is. Click this. Like, so basically my point was, who are you lying to? No one cares. I don't, I don't keep track. And, uh, and that was kind of my tangent is the people who I most respect in the world. Some of them don't even have social media, let alone fake it. Um, but yeah, so that's more a comment about you versus yourself than like, if you're not natural and you claim you are, I'm like, okay. They all, I guess they all come back to the same thing, which is insecurity. So that's fine. Yeah. And then, of course, there's everyone's going to have a semantic argument about what natural even means. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely not, whatever that is. <laughs> to me, I'm not a plant. That's funny. Um, I got an interesting one. Yes. What bodybuilder, 80s only, oh. what 80s bodybuilder would you like to train with in their prime? 80s Gaspari that's funny I was gonna say Gaspari too yeah because I think he was a maniac yeah because he trained super fucking hard all the time he had a really good reputation for training really hard yeah 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 it's easy that's that's hilarious because I thought I thought about maybe saying Tom Platts but um all I really know about Platts's training is his leg training I don't really know anything about his any of his other training (laughs) You know what else uh, that I like is, and some of this is done for you, some of this is done by you, but Gaspari was known for being the way he was, but he never really talked about it. Like it was just who he is. It's like, you're not gonna be watching a Machiavelli video, motivation video and hear 
Gaspari do a long interlude about training hard. It was just like, that's what you fucking do. Yeah. Whereas I, I'm less inspired by the talk. You know, I know a lot of people like really get into I know Guy, for example, Sister Nino, he'll go on pretty good tangents and they're hardcore. Like I, I definitely see how people click with them. Right. I don't need that shit. I that's, just that's, see that's not how like, that's you. not how you would express. Yeah, yeah, I get it. No, like I don't I don't like I don't look at I've never heard Branch Warren go on a big thing about how he trains. We just all know. He's right. a maniac. Right. You know what I mean? And that's right. how I vision Gaspari too, is he was just a maniac. Like I could look at his physique and tell you, this guy's fucking nuts. Yeah. But he had a real good rep for dieting hard too. I mean, he was kind of like one of the first strided glute guys, wasn't he? He was the first. Yeah, the first like yeah. real strided glute guy. You yeah. know? That's what I mean, though. Is, and I think that that Again, and you're right, that was diet, but I yeah. I just know that the training was that way. I And then I watch him, like, that's his life. It's like doing, you know, when I remember, you spend time with him, you're like, holy shit. I remember someone telling me, um, I know a few people that trained at Gold's in the 80s. Like, I've had mm -hmm. good conversations, lucky to be, lucky to have some good chats. And the one guy was like, yeah, Gaspari used to, used to train, like, super fucking hard for, like, two hours. And then he would be like, ah, my carbs for the day. And he would eat an apple. <laughs> enjoy all 12 of those sir all of yeah them. he'd 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 show up and show up and uh train in the morning and and then have his carbs for the day It'd be just a single apple so so yeah they died it hard back then here's a good one yes if you could a you got to choose one never get injured or never lose your hair never get injured <laughs> That's not even, it's not even a question. I think we all know the answer to that one, but it's just, it is funny because it's a question for you. Well, and a, a lot of people ask, you know, what's weird is uh, I actually had someone, that's one of the questions here is, uh, if I, do I regret not taking what, how you said it, the finasteride uh, to, to prevent hair loss early on in my career? And the thing is, it's not that I didn't know it existed. It's that I know how genetics work. And my mother's dad was bald as shit. So you know it's coming for you anyways. Yeah, it was like now or later. It's yeah. fine. You know I mean, what I mean? 30, 30 or 45 doesn't yeah. make a difference. It's the same shit to me. So yeah, it literally. And plus, I think when I look back at when I would have started that, every dollar mattered. Like right. when I got into, when I started competitively bodybuilding, it was very much like, Okay, how much money do I have? That's right. how I like. I, I, it's kind of funny, but I laugh because I get like, questions about guys like, for my first cycle, what should I get? And I remember thinking like, I have eighty six dollars. <laughs> what can I get with eighty six bucks? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it is funny because people assume when your lifestyle is changing, you're, you know, thirteen years deep in this shit. They're like, oh well, he's always been able to do whatever. Like, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you have that's almost out of date? I'll take that. Right. I should do. That's funny. And what are your thoughts? Let's talk about this. Because we've talked about it a lot, but it's nice to just like clear things up and give our current thoughts on it in case there's updated information or experiences. What are your thoughts on peri-workout nutrition? So obviously he's talking about the, the pre-intra-post- window 
how do you, what do you tell your clients about that period of time? What do you usually do? What do you think works best or looks best on paper, makes most sense on paper versus works best in real life? What do you think? So that was the, I mean, that's an interesting question now because I have, I have altered that over years. Uh, I used to be, I used to be a little too locked into the science. Um, and my fear was blood in my stomach versus in my muscle, uh, for digestion of any sort. So I was worried about that in the past. Um, so I was always afraid, like I used to eat my meals two hours before I trained and then nothing, Mm -hmm. like nothing. Um, now it's really person to person. I believe, I mean, I understand the recovery is for sure there, but, um, I think of whatever you have to do to make sure your workout is as hard at the end as it is the beginning. So you don't run out of speed, don't run out of steam. Because uh, we all know there's a difference there. Like, I still eat two hours before I train. I want my stomach empty right. when I'm training. I just don't like to feel anything. I don't want to be cinching my belt up because I eat a big mm-hmm. meal, obviously. Uh, but then it's kind of a running joke at the gym, but very regularly, in the middle of a workout, you know, you have those two packs of Snickers that have like the two little thing in there. I'll bust out and eat one of those like halfway through a workout on the regular. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's just like I keep them in my bag. Huh. I knock down one of those that has nothing to it and I'm good to go. Um, and I have been drinking now because of uh, my new sponsor. They have an intro. And I said, fuck it. I wanted to try everything that they make Yeah. from jump so I could give good uh, feedback on it. Uh, and it's got some carbs in it. It's very light. It doesn't have any digestion issues. Uh, but for me, I didn't notice a change between that and just taking the EAAs by themselves as far as what I felt. Right. Um, but I think that's primarily due to the fact that my meal is pretty large before I come in. So that's why I say it's person to person. I tell all my clients, like when I first send out their, their plans, there's no supplements written. None. Right. And they're like, oh, what about supplements? I'm like, well, how much money do you have? Because yeah. I, there are supplements that are valuable. I can spend 500 bucks a month of years if you want me to. Right. But if you've got 50, I'm going to tell you exactly what to use. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so point being is to answer the question, I don't think it's the most important thing. But uh, look, everything, everything should come back to how hard are the workouts and how's your recovery? And what does that nutrition do to alter that in a positive light? Yeah. So I'm, I want to say a few things. So for most people, when they think of the pre intra and post-workout window, mm-hmm. all they need to worry about is that the, well, the most important thing is their food for the day. Like your there's nothing beats your food, your food for the day, like your total food for the day. Yep. If you're getting your food in, you should have stored glycogen by the by the mountain full or mount, by the by the truck full. You should you should have plenty of liver glycogen. Mm-hmm. You got some fat you can use for energy. Like if 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 most people don't need to worry about whether they can make it through their workout if their nutrition throughout the day is on point. Mm-hmm. Um the thing about the Perry workout thing, you know, the, well, especially the intra, you know, I know Perry is pre post whatever, but, um, you know, if you eat a good meal, like say steak and rice, fucking, I don't know, whatever, chicken and potatoes, eat a normal bodybuilding meal, whatever you mm-hmm. eat. 
um, at least an hour before you train. Like I, I always try to have at least an hour so that I'm, you know, empty stomach and all that sort of stuff. 90 minutes is great. Two hours on leg day. That's kind of my rule. Mm-hmm. As long as you got a good meal in you, you should be able to train hydration and sodium and electrolytes are more often than not the reason why people don't have good workouts because they're not hydrated enough and all that stuff. Most people aren't carb depleted. They're eating junk food. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, they're in they lots of body fat to use. And it's just most people aren't. It's not a food issue with most people. It's a water and an electrolyte issue when they have shitty workouts and bad pumps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's something that most people need to address. However, the intra-workout window l- looks great on paper. Mm-hmm. Having cluster dextrin in there looks great on paper. Having EAAs in there looks great on paper. Makes sense technically, you know, with the whole like passing through the gut quickly and yeah. efficiently and yada yada and all the uh, essential aminos being present in the bloodstream, blah, 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 blah. So for those reasons, I think that if you have the money for that mm-hmm. stuff, it's a great idea because who, who knows over long periods of time, you know, what we're going to, you know, over the course of a year, you know, how much better were your workouts? How much better did you recover? How much more muscle did you put on? Like I said, I don't have any scientific evidence to show that X amount of muscle came from EAAs. But right. there's things that we do because they make a lot of sense on paper and there's no reason to think they wouldn't be a good idea. Right. You know, it's not like we also have an opposing study that shows that EAAs, you know, lower your uh, response to, um, um, you know, like epinephrine and like adrenaline or anything like that. There's no there's right. no study that shows it buffers your your mood or or anything. So, you know, there's no reason to believe they're not a good idea. I think, too, you have to factor in, uh, <clears throat> regardless also of studies and things like that, in some levels, what did you see in your training? <clears throat> you know, uh, I've never I've never been someone who, who can get hit with placebo because uh, I don't really think about it. Right. I'm things. Just, uh, so I find myself to be so I'm usually so skeptical that placebo just won't happen for me. Yeah, so I've had a few times in my life where I've used a supplement. Uh, in fact, one of them, it was a product that iForce used to make, and they stopped making it because it didn't sell. But it had crystalline fructose in it, uh, which restores liver glycogen first. Okay, had some other things in it too, but long story short was I started using it, and I remember one day I had a really good chest workout, which has always been pushing as my weakness. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, good workout. Then the following week, I had another really good chest workout. It took four weeks for me to go, wait a minute. I've only changed one thing. And I didn't pay attention to the other workouts because they're always good. Right. Legs, I just can do what I can do. And I went, oh, fuck. This works for me. Uh, and I bring that up because right now that the world and the, 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 the science now says that branch chains are complete garbage and we should throw them away and they suck. And I'm like, what about the last decade that I used them and can absolutely tell you when I did or did not have them. Right. Sorry, bullshit. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck what your study says about that because I can't deny what I got out of them for a decade. And if I took them out for a week or so, I could tell. Right. You know what I mean? So I do think people have to, and I don't, I'm not saying 
ignore science because obviously it's got its reasons and there are things to, to be said, but you can't ignore what you see there. It's like people also go off about that. There's nothing magic about going on fish versus chicken. Agreed on paper. But I also can say every time I've ever done it, my skin becomes gone. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense on paper. Science doesn't back it. But every time I've ever done it, which means, guess what? At the end of a show, I'm on whitefish. And I'm taking my shit to see through once again. <laughs> you know, so it's that's just like me funny. and egg whites. Yeah, and that's another example. Egg whites. Like egg whites versus a boiled chicken to get rid of all the fat. It's the same. But it's not. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I've, I've went down to all the way thinking like I, I envision chewing chicken versus chewing cod. And I think, was well, that how my body digests it too? That simple little difference. You know what I'm saying? I'm not working through it. I don't know the, the reasoning behind it, but I do know the result is different. So huh, it's, it's hard for me to, you know. So I think the point is, is people should pay attention. Same thing with their interests and stuff. If you absolutely can tell a difference, then they're a must. Yeah. I think, I think people focus way too much on their pre-workout and not nearly enough. They should put more, put more, um, into their, their nutrition and their post-workout nutrition and all that stuff. They focus way too much on their pre's. I know people that can rattle off every ingredient of every pre-workout, but they miss meals. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with drugs. And I'm like, Dude, you, you miss meals. Like, you know, that pre-workout is not going to make a difference for you because you miss meals. Yeah. So, like, you're just, it's like, yeah, you get your basics. And I always had a rule where I had to eat within an hour of training. Right. Simple. You know, I don't believe you have to, like, finish your last set and then immediately eat a meal. I don't believe that that's necessary. I think people underestimate how long their previous meal stays with them. Bodybuilders have this really fucked up completely wrong idea that because we eat every two to three hours, that means we're going immediately going catabolic as soon as the three, three hours hour three mark. <laughs> yeah. Three hours and three minutes. It's like, Oh my God, I'm in a negative. I'm in a calorie deficit. All of a sudden I'm suddenly yeah. in a deficit. I'm dieting. I just started dieting three minutes ago. I'm flat. <laughs> I'm flat. It's like you ate steak and potatoes and vegetables three hours ago. Steak is like, takes like eight hours to digest. Aminos are leaking into your bloodstream yep. for the rest of the day. The carbs will get in there a little quicker, but the veggies are slowing everything down. It's a big, long process. You're not a starving child. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're fine. You're gonna be fine. You're not gonna shrink. You can drive home, you can cook your meal, you can eat it. Of course, I urge people to eat their meal you know, relatively close to their workout, just so they're not behind on their meal the next time, you know, like, yeah, like, you're, you're, you're thinking about the number of hours you're awake. Yeah. I'm thinking of like, just spread your food out evenly. And then also yeah. it's easier to eat your food. If you spread it out, you know, you're not piling meals on top of each other. So, uh, so yeah, that's relax a little bit, get your meals in. Yeah. Then well, we'll, the, then we'll talk right, about though, it, you, you factor those things into, I've had, uh, I have clients that are very busy different times of year and stuff. And I'm like, here's what I care about. You see all the food that I wrote down? All of it? Yeah. Eat all of that before you go to sleep and nothing else. Okay, we're good. I I just remembered a guy. Remember how you said earlier, meal one is when you get up? Yeah. Yeah. So that was just 
didn't need to be told to me. Like my concept has always been that. I mean, I, when I was a young bodybuilder, I lived with a friend who worked shift work. Yeah. So he'd work nights and days and stuff. And I mean, he always called breakfast the meal after he gets up. Yeah. Right. You know, Super sensible. And we'd like train together sometimes and stuff. But I remember I met this guy one time I was working the bar and he had this giant tub of like potatoes and chicken. Right. And it was like his whole day's worth of food. Mm-hmm. And he's like sitting there and he's like eating it, eating it and plowing through it the whole shift. It's like all he did was sit on a stool and eat. And he's dieting for a show. And I'm like, dude, you're like, like you're just pile. You're like, do you even have meals? Or do you just like eat all day out of this? Like how much food are you dieting on? Right. It's like, oh, well, I, I have to get this all in. And then uh, when I get home, I still have to have my breakfast. And I go, what do you mean breakfast? And he's like, well, by the time I go to bed, it's four in the morning. So it's like breakfast time all pretty much. I don't want to miss breakfast because I sleep till noon and I'll miss breakfast. <laughs> so like, I'll, you've been eating all day. So he eats, his, he eats his egg whites and his oatmeal, his breakfast at like 4.30 in the morning and goes to bed and sleeps till like one and then gets up and like has a meal and then goes and trains and does his day and then would go to his door shift and hammer four or five fucking meals worth of food during his shift. And then have breakfast before bed. And then have breakfast before bed. (laughs) Okay, we're just calling it something different. I got you. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, what a weird way to look at it. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, so you're having eggs and toast for dinner. Cool. Yeah, just so funny. Like, it was just the way he looked at it. it was like, well, I don't want to miss breakfast because I sleep till noon. <laughs> so he wakes up in the morning and he has to eat uh, fish and, and yeah. broccoli because you yeah. couldn't possibly have fish and broccoli at 1 p.m. Just so funny. <laughs> or I should say, couldn't, couldn't have egg whites yeah. and oats at 1 p.m. That's, yeah, no. like that's lunchtime. Well, it's like breakfast is something that, that happens, and if he's not there, it, like, can't happen. Yeah, imagine if he slept through it, if he got home like, at you what if he got home at midnight, yeah. and then then there's no breakfast. He slept through breakfast. It's over. Oh, man. Crazy. It's like McDonald's. They actually stopped serving it. Yeah, time, yeah, so yeah. That's fucked. the thing. You can't, can't make oatmeal after 11. <laughs> Microwave's like, fuck you. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it just pushes the oatmeal back out. No. <laughs> no. Look at the time, asshole. We don't do oatmeal at 1 p.m. <laughs> we don't do oatmeal at 1 p.m. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, man. It's all how you look at it. See, you know my annoying ass would have to have a conversation. I'd have to have – make this make sense to me, man. We'd spend an hour. We would waste an hour of our lives as so he sells me on it. Because <laughs> so I'm the asshole. It's like, no, no. I think I think I may – so I'm the type of person that would have, like, thought, hmm, that's stupid, right? That's my first thought. And then I would have thought – I'm just going to subtly mention something and see what he says. So I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I, I, tend to, I tend to have my breakfast foods after I get up. When I wake. When I wake up. And then I would have just, like, seen what he said. He's like, well, you can't fucking do that. It's 4 p.m. Yeah. That is asinine. I could see you. Wait a minute. Yeah. See, that's great though, because that, like that, those are the people I, I would have to. I would have to ruin his life in that moment. Hi, <laughs> right, Ron. It's time to get serious. Okay. All right. You and I are allowed to lead, allowed to lead for a porn director. 
what would our movie look like? So we're directing a porn now. Oh, come on now. No one, no one needs to know my, 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 my sick ideas. Well, I mean, but let me ask you this though. Like, is there a storyline? Like, you know how they all have no, like, the- no, it's totally gonzo. Yeah, I see. I've no. never understood that either. Like, I don't no, need the, the guy with the milk to show up at the door. No. And now I believe he's the milkman. Like, stop. no, no, it would all be. Uh, I appreciate the visual themes. So there'd be like, you know, the, the really clean sets. Clean sets would be a big thing. No, like hotel rooms with like fucking blankets hanging over the windows. It would be like it would look nice. You know, right. be, be rent. We'd we'd have to rent like a uh, you know a ten million dollar house in North Vancouver. Right. Would right. You- yeah, which we've already done <laughs> for a Not video. Not for a porn video. I was eating pizza, but whatever. So we'd rent like some mansion in North Van or some swanky condo downtown with a crazy view or something. And we'd, we'd even get a set director, get it like real nice. So the, 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 the pillows on the couch match the bikini that the girl starts in, you know, the whole right. thing. Like See? Guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And there's yeah. maybe a couple colors. There might be like like a neon color and like a like another color to offset it with a white couch. You got to set it up. It's got to look good, you know? You got to think, hey, what do we learn from working in something something industry and running YouTubes and all that? You got to think of the thumbnail. <laughs> it's very true. It's very so that, true. The thumbnail has to capture enough attention so it needs like a super hot chick and it has to look high budget. You spent some money on this. I agree. You got to spend some money. You got to spend money to make money, Dusty. Good camera, maybe even two camera shoot. Well, yeah, I'm gonna get the mind shot. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be it. It you want to keep the set very minimalist so the performers can really just explore the space. But you need enough people on hand that the production gets done correctly. It's actually funny because you know now that I've I've talked to a few people in the industry, like there's nothing enjoyable about it. Like got cut, cut. Now do, I'm like, you Clean can't it. cut me right now. I'm in the middle of something. You need some wipes. <laughs> like literally. So you're like, they get done with the day, and I'm like, so the sex is actually terrible while you're making a porn. You have like, a bunch of lube yeah. on your ass cheek. Cleaner ass cheek. <laughs> like, ass wipe that cheek. off. Get a reflection. <laughs> I can't have it be like real life where that actually just happened and fuck it, keep going. No. You know, she like takes a dick out of her butt and goes, give me a bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What's like? I go to the bathroom. Are you serious? Yeah. No. no, trust me, Dusty. Those girls do not have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's been handled. It's they won't very... have, won't have to go for several hours. Thoroughly handled for sure. Oh God. <laughs> so accurate. See, but are, are, we, are we done that question? I don't know if we should I, be done that question. Just keep going. It's <laughs> Damn it. I might come back to this in a little bit when I get another idea. So, yeah, yeah. So and then we have to make sure, uh, you know, you got to have a good ratio. This is important of the like strip tease intro to actual scene. Right. Because sometimes you get like there's like a seven minute strip tease intro. And then yep. like I've already yeah. skipped the next one. I'm on yeah, I've already skipped. I'm like skipped ahead. It's like a waste of their time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why do you just put so much effort into this shit? She could just yeah. walk in like that, and then it could be gone. I'd be, I don't even need to see it come off. You know what else I like? Here, here, tell me if you like this too. Here's one thing. I had this discussion with someone. Do you, do you want to do you want do you want the girl to say anything, or do you want her to just model? No, I don't want her to speak because half the time they're the worst actresses you've ever seen. So it's painful. 
because they're talking and I'm like, I got, I got to watch your eyes read it. Yes, baby, you look so good. The <laughs> only talking I want is real talk. Yeah, so she's talk. like, she's like, hey, I'm here for the anal scene. I'm really excited. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm like the, the like, you're what is it? Uh, Someone owns their shit. I'm like, ah, you know, old school. You know, when he walks in here for the gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> be honest with me. Tell you this is your first time. Well, do you want me to be honest? Yeah, you want yeah. me to tell you this is my first time? So is this your first time with four guys? Well, on camera. <laughs> dude, dude, I have to tell you this. Now. I have to tell the whole world this. So I saw a screenshot from a Twitter thing. This girl put up a post. I don't care if this is real or not. Don't ruin my game. It was awesome. But someone put up that, you know, they had the worst news because they got pregnant after having a train ran on them. And the, and the first comment was, I can't help you with who the dad is, but please name the kid Thomas. <laughs> and I fucking lost it. <laughs> That's so funny. I just see Thomas. that. Like, Why is my name Thomas? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> hey. You gotta play play with fire. You might get burned. Ooh, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. Okay, is is it is it your turn or my turn? Did you ask a porn question? I did. It is your turn. That's right. I almost I feel. That. I'm almost upset that you got the porn question. I wonder if I'm losing my touch. Um. Oh yeah. So I got a movie question. Oh boy. This guy. He he sent me a DM. Because it wasn't enough, wasn't enough space on the. Yeah, yeah. To get you know it. what I mean? So, and I like it because it is, it is good. So he asked three different questions because he believes they might yield three different answers. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So, but who knows? It might be all one movie. I'm not sure. Okay. So, favorite movie. When someone says, "What's your favorite movie?" What do you say? Mm-hmm. Second one is. Movie that you'll always stop on if you're watching TV and, and you're changing channels and you see it. You just always stop on it. Right. And then the third one is your Desert Island movie. So that would mean you'd have to watch it over and over again. Whew. They are not. I don't know if that's three different questions or not. That is three different answers. Yeah, that are three different. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not, I, you know, might be two, might be one. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's definitely three different answers for me. And you know what sucks is favorite movie is almost impossible for me. Yeah. And it's because, like, what day is it? What's happening? Like, yeah, there's 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 so many different answers. Yeah. I mean, because I could name it. I could could literally lay out an answer that I would object to ridiculously in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I sort of, yeah, yeah. So can can you you, you want to go? All right. So I'm gonna go for it anyways because I'm going to. Okay. So okay, I'm gonna start with my my movie. I always stop on is The Matrix. Oh yeah. I can't not. I don't know why. People. So let me just say this for anyone listening. It's 21 year old movie. I remember my brother called me one day in like 1999. I remember he phoned me and he was like, uh, my brother never calls me. Like I'm talking fucking ever. But we're good buddies. Go ahead. Like, yeah, my brother's (laughs) like you. My family doesn't really call each other. So it's not a big deal. But like when I see my bro at Christmas, it's like, hey, how's it going? And we're all good. But we don't, he doesn't call me. So he calls me and he's like, 
I just have to tell you that I went and saw the matrix last night and I was dieting for a show and in college. So I was so busy that I was like, Oh yeah, I sort of heard there was some movie that was good. And he's like, you have to go tonight. It is incredible. You will fucking love it. My brain is like bent. And I was like, Oh, and my brother, I don't think my brother ever recommended a movie to me before. So I immediately went and People who haven't seen it, it is so fucking great, so ahead of its time, and it's so funny to watch it now because it sort of makes you think, like, fuck. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so it, true. You know, the whole red pill, blue pill thing. I'm sure there's people out there that have heard red pill, blue pill, and they don't even know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know? that's, that's that one. Oh, and by the way, I'm getting an honorable mention to Days of Thunder. <laughs> Because I stop on that fucking movie every time. <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. okay so and what then, is yours of that? What is yours well, of that? Well, and then you got to give me your Desert Island. Uh, Desert Island. You're gonna have to watch it over and over and over. So it has to be something right. that you can handle. Wedding Crashers. Okay. It's still funny to me every single time. That's hey. There's nothing and wrong. I, I think I've actually already Desert Islanded that one living in my house. So right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's just another one of those movies, yeah. Plus, it's a positive movie. I imagine if you're on a desert island, probably need some laughs. Want that? And I'm I'm, I'm going to hold on to my because I, I am going to make a statement on my favorite one today. I'm going to argue with it tomorrow. But once we're once we're there, you're you're going to do your two first, so I can get gutsy. Okay. So favorite movie, and I guess I sort of think like this is the movie that you'd rec you you really want everyone to watch. Make sure everyone's seen this because it's your favorite movie. You know what I mean? Right. That's sort of how I see favorite movie. Like, you can't believe when people haven't seen it. You're like, oh, fuck, you missed out. But I I usually tell people Pulp Fiction. Good choice. I, uh, I just thought there was so much at that time when it came out, like the way it was structured, mm -hmm. you know, and everything and the, the casting and the writing and the, the soundtrack and like... That movie was just an absolute fucking piece of work. You know, it was Tarantino just let it all out on that thing. Like it was it was awesome. One of the greatest movies ever made. And some really fucking awesome dialogue in there. Dude, Step dude. aside, Butch. <laughs> I think, you know, what's classic to me about that movie is. I did not know because I was not a. I, I used to go to movies, but I didn't really. I just go to movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't realize that like that's where Samuel L. Jackson basically came from. Yeah. Or that yeah. that essentially put Travolta back on the map after being gone for oh, God he knows was how long. That was his comeback. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 Tarantino thought he would fuck because someone else was supposed to play Vincent Vega. And I can't believe I can't remember who it was. Uh -huh. He had someone else lined up to be Vincent Vega. Someone watching will know. And uh, and then at the last minute, it, it fell through. And then Travolta, he wound up looking at Travolta. I can't remember the story, but yeah, that was like Travolta's big, huge comeback. And, you know, Bruce Willis is in it. And he's got such an awesome character. <laughs> yeah, you know? that, that is definitely gold for sure. I'm, I, can, I can definitely side with you on that. And then... Um, Movie will always stop if it's on TV. I guess I have to say Die Hard because 
The only time I really watch TV, like cable TV, is at Christmas time. Right. And I always stop on it. It's like, if I had to think of which movie have I stopped on the most in my lifetime, right? It's probably Die Hard. That you makes know? sense. I can Just see Just because that of sure. Christmas time and you know TV watching and yeah, because you're, you're, I'm the same. Like I, I don't even have cable, so you know. And then Desert Island movie, that would have to be something that made me, you know, happy and all that stuff, and give you like a thrill because you got to watch it over and over and. Probably remind me of my childhood. I would probably say, fuck, might even be Star Wars. Ah, might even be choice. might even be the original Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back or something like that. I could, I could always have that on in the background just because I grew up on that and it's like, right. you know, real happy time movie on a desert island. So yeah, any of those, just solid. So I hate yeah, when yeah. somebody starts these movie things because as we're talking, I start thinking of more movies. They're yeah. just like this is, why like, I can't, this is why I can't do a best ever. Because, like, yeah. for example, you know, it just entered my mind while you were talking about that Casino. Casino yeah. Is like one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. Like the but, casting, but then it's also the like a, it's like a three hour movie. So it's like, you know, do you list it as like your favorite? Like, do you want to yeah. watch it 30 times? <laughs> exactly. You know? That's a lot of, that's a large chunk of your life. If you watch yeah, that yeah, one yeah. 30 times. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's so many, but I, I would say that that's a good list. That That's a good breakdown. Okay. Okay. Your turn. You were ready. Uh, well, no, I was too in. I was way too in. Oh, here we go. It was way um, too in. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was invested. Um, oh, I got that same one about the hair and the thing. That's interesting. Um, okay, this is a good one. People always talk about keeping gear low, but what is low? Under a gram? Under 1,500? And he's talking about total numbers. Well, I would... It's so, I mean, it's just changed so much over the years. Um, I would say keeping your total under a gram would be a great idea for a vast majority of bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the bottom line, they'd probably be a lot healthier for it. They'd probably make just as good of gains in a lot of cases. Um, for the most part, it's usually <clears throat> about like, the quality of stuff you're using and how you're using it more than just total numbers. Right. You know, like I, I knew a guy that, you know, he was taking a thousand milligrams of Prima Bowl in a week and he was doing it because he thought, Oh, well, Primo's not liver toxic and it's, you know, it's like really mild. Right. But Primo's a DHT derivative. And right. when he got his blood work done, after months and months and months, like he almost considered a thousand primo, like he almost considered it like a cruise. Oh my God. And, uh, he got his blood work done after months and months and months. And his cholesterol was absolutely like fucked. <laughs> fucked to the point where they were like really, really concerned. And then he unfortunately wound up having a heart attack. He's, he's okay now, but he wound up having a, a, um, a heart attack and his, his, obviously his cholesterol numbers were a massive, part of that because they were really really bad right like emergency bad so uh so and then it you know i think it was within a year he had the the heart attack so um you know those the the you know 
it's it's more than just dose, you know? Well, it's what I, you're taking. And also, I think you got to factor in, I think where most people lie to themselves is, I won't, I won't lie and say, oh, I, I've been, I'm under a gram all the time. But in the off season, it's like next to nothing. So then when I'm actually prepping, now mind you, I haven't competed in two years. Right. Then yeah, there'll be there'll be 600 tests, there'll be 300 trend, there'll be 300 master on. Like, look, I'm already at 1,200, and I haven't added anything else in. So it's not to bullshit you and say, oh, I take next to nothing all the time. But that's right. a time period of like eight weeks. That's exactly it. Where yeah, I'm blasting. You know, I mean, I'll just get crazy and say maybe 1,500 milligrams during an eight week time period with everything I can think of, I could possibly throw in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. That's a ton for a very small period of time. But in the off season, I'll blast away on 400 milligrams of test. Yeah. So here's a funny thing. Like I've been 320 plus pounds on like 500 test, 300 EQ. Yeah. And maybe a bit of GH. And I've been right. like 320 on that. Mm-hmm. And the strongest I've ever been. Whereas I've been, I've also been on 2,500 milligrams of total stuff on stage at 265, you know, pretty ripped. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the, the last eight weeks of contest. And that was one, that was just the one year that I rammed. Like I, I went, I went that one year when I say that number 2,500, I've never, I never took that much for any other show. I did that once and it didn't really yield a, a better result. So that's why I say I only did it once. But but the point is, is like off season when you're eating, you don't need to run these higher right. doses mm-hmm. and you don't need most of the compounds are irrelevant. You don't need them. Not irrelevant, but just you don't need them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And you got to be healthy if you want to train and compete long enough to get good. So yeah. try to be sensible about what you're doing. Yeah. I think that you nailed it, though, too, is. Off season is simple and as low as needed. And that's the other thing is it's like food. I get a lot of times you get that question of like, well, how many carbs should I eat? And it's like, well, I don't know. But start here at X. Yes. And we'll see where. See what happens. Less or more. And with gear, start less. Yeah, always start less. Because if you started a gram of three different things, you're taking three grams. You're not going to think the answer is that you should be at a gram total. Right. (laughs) You know, so start low, see results or don't see results and then go from there. But again, this is where I have the one girl who asks a ton of questions. She always says, why do we why do we downgrade the importance of gear? And it's like, no, it's not it's not that we're downgrading. It's that we're pointing out the fact that without the food, the result from the gear is questionable anyways. What's happening? You know, I mean, you can't rely on it as the be all end all if the if the food's not there if your food is correct you'd be shocked at what 700 milligrams will give you in the off season yeah a ton, you know yeah. i always found for me uh and i mean i won't bullshit at all like i pushed the doses up before in the off season but i found i felt so bad that eating became difficult um training wasn't as good so i always had to i started working things backwards just my answer to all my clients is the same okay cool what's your training like right now I always want to hear the trainings at its peak, and that's how I look at diet and drugs and everything else. If I increase the food too much and your training starts to alter, or we're gaining weight at a pace that's fast enough that we're getting low back pumps and shit like that, I'm like, ooh, on paper that looks awesome that you're gaining, but it's affecting the training. 
Okay, right. we got to back it down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. Okay. Yeah, simple. 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 <clears throat> Your turn. Okay. <clears throat> what What TV? <laughs> what television characters or actresses did you have crushes on? <clears throat> Alyssa Milano, which I hate saying now. Oh. She's but, a uh, fucking nut job. Yeah, but man, she was yeah. hot when I was a kid. So she was Who's the Boss, right? Yes. That's funny. Um, Peg Bundy, of course. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, something about the, the MILF factor there. Um, trying to think. Oh, and then when I was at that age, Carmen Electra. Ah, okay, yeah, hey, that was a, that, I don't know. And that one didn't know the fade. era. That one didn't No, the fade. 90s, yeah. I'm she still was with 90s. her. I'm still with yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's How about funny. you? Um, so I remember having a huge crush on Donna from that '70s show, the Redhead. Yes. Yeah, I had a huge I, crush on her. I still, I still like that. Kuna, I so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I had I had a crush on Donna, and uh, and then that actress. I can't believe I can't remember her name right now. Um, I'm judging you for that, but go ahead. Yeah, because uh, so that actress wound up in Orange Is the New Black. Right. Right. And she except she doesn't have red hair. She has black hair in, in it and she wears glasses. And during that while that show was on, uh, Emily would have people tell her when she'd have her glasses on. Sometimes people would say, hey, do you know who you look like? And she'd go, the girl from Orange is New Black. And they go, yeah. <laughs> and it happened a bunch of times. And I thought it was so funny that I had a crush on her so many years ago. And now I'm dating a girl who at that period was getting accused of like, hey, you know who you look like? Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, uh, who else? You don't get one. You have to give me three. I give you three. Dusty or Frozen? Do I look weird? Am I crossed eyes? I don't know if Dusty's frozen or judging me. Both. You there? I'm here. (laughs) Vanna White. And I get that, but you know me, I, I don't right. typically lean towards blondes, but yes. Yeah, no, just, but if, you know, she was yeah. also glamorous, you know, can I buy a, can I buy a vowel, you know, turning the letters? <laughs> yeah, it was good. You know, I remember being young and there would be a couple of the Price is Right girls that I was like, oh, that girl's really pretty. Right. You know, you're like a little kid. <laughs> hey, no one knows why I'm watching this. Betty Rubble. I think my first crush, maybe why I'm why, why I like the brunettes, I don't know. My first <laughs> it crush goes that far. Goes all the way back to Betty Rubble, Dusty. You know, Wilma was a little naggy for me. Well, I'm gonna back that. 100%. She also had a she also had a lot to put up with. Fred was a bit of a dick. So so yeah, there you go. Is that satisfactory? I, I can I can handle your list. All right, Ron, this one's for you. What was the hardest part of starting a gym? Oh, hardest part? There's no one part that's, it's not like that. It's like the whole thing. It's just this big, huge job. So there's a million moving parts, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, just putting in the, you just have to like, you know, once you're committed to an opening date, there's nothing you you just have to get it done right 
so like the hours were ridiculous that first month. So we signed a lease mm-hmm. and in one month our rent was our first month rent was due. So we were like, okay, well, I think we paid our first month or whatever, but we knew that like it was coming, it was coming. So we're like, well, we have to open in like 28 days. So we had to get all the equipment, keep what we were keeping, get rid of the junk, get the new stuff in, paint the entire room, reno a bunch of shit that was fucked. It was a, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. But I'd say probably the thing that stressed me out the most because we were each handling different things, right? Right. Like one guy was kind of taking, making sure the place got painted and ran out, you right. know, and another couple of guys were doing this and setting up the computer system and blah, blah, blah. So, but I was handling equipment. So I remember I bought a, a bunch of leg equipment. I had some Atlantis and some Arsenal stuff coming from out East. Right. And, um, it didn't show up until late afternoon, the day before we opened. Oh shit. So I was like really nervous. The leg equipment wasn't going to be there because we had everything else kind of set up and we had big holes on the floor for where the leg press was going to drop and the hack squat was going to drop and right. we had these big places on the floor ready for it and just hadn't showed up yet. And I was like tracking it on my phone. I'm like, what the fuck? It says it's in town. And like, you know, it was one of those right. things. And then a semi pulled up at like four 30 in the afternoon on Saturday. And you and we opened Sunday. We opened Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh shit. So that was, I guess, for me, that was like that. As soon as that truck pulled up, I was like, "Because you don't want to be the yeah, one you're, guy." You're the you're the you're the chink in the armor. Yeah, you know, you're everyone else gets their weak link. Know, computers are set up, staff is hired, bathrooms are functioning. You know, right. equipment's Paint not there. Out. Yeah, yeah. We're missing one very important piece, the, especially leg equipment, because that, in my opinion, is your gym. Is your leg equipment? Okay, so I have, a, I, have a, I have a follow-up question to this question because it's important. What do you credit primarily the culture that you have in your gym? Because I'm now that I've been in a gym from start to, to today, like true start point, culture is everything. It's the reason that the gym is busy. Because at the end of the day, it's like a nightclub. Other than that, you've got equipment in a fucking room. So... Um... Well, I think the fact that um, the ownership group was in there working, like turning ranches, you know, drilling holes in shit, Mm -hmm. cleaning, wiping equipment, greeting the new members. I think that's a big part of it. I mean, we always had great staff that were smiling and friendly and great. Like staff, staff was great. And, but I think it also came from like when we opened, the ownership group was like in there working, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when people came in to sign up, they're like, oh, there's like, you know, always one out of five owners was there. Like, you know, the owners are here all the time and they're like helping, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, that sets a bit of a tone. But I think that I honestly think the music is a huge part of why our gym is different from everyone else's. And <clears throat> there's a lot of gyms doing it now, but but not around here in 2017 when we opened. Like everyone else is playing like satellite radio, right. uh, like the top 40 station, just so nobody complains about anything. Right. And we were playing like, you know, I mean, three years has gone by. Like it's a lot more common now, but like 
back then, like you'd walk in and hear like old Metallica live and then you'd hear an NWA song unedited. Right. <laughs> and then you'd hear like, you know, some ACDC and it's loud. Right. And then you'd hear, you know, like it was just a, a punk rock song, fucking Ramon song, come on loud. Mm-hmm. And then you'd hear, and it's not about what the people listen to because almost everyone at our gym uses headphones. Right. But there's a huge mistake that people make when they think, oh, well, everyone on my gym uses headphones, so it doesn't matter what music I play. Right. I can just play top 40 radio because everyone that wants to listen to good music will just wear headphones. Right. No, you're wrong. The, the mood is set when they walk in the door. If right. I've, walk, I've walked into gyms before that had the fucking traffic news on, I just want to kill myself. Right, yeah. Right when you walk in the door, you're like, really? You walk in the door and there's like, you know, a fucking punk song on and it's like playing pretty loud and you're like awake. Yeah. And it makes a difference. Like walk into Metroflex in Texas. Yeah. You can't walk in there and be dozy yeah, at all. You, you don't need to actually walk in because you can hear it on your way in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So it, it's, 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 I mean, music sets a tone. Like, right. You know what I mean? It's, you know, the difference between you go to like, you go to some cafes and they've got like some lame ass shit playing. Right. And then you go to like a cool cafe and there's like some like funky beats playing. Right. And you're like, I like this place way better. It might not even be the music that you would normally listen to, but it just sets the tone at like this. There's a more of a mood in that room. Yeah, it's very true. Very true. So I don't care that people put headphones on. And I hope like people listen to whatever they want. It's not about making people listen to certain type of music. It's just right. about setting a high energy. All the music we play at West Coast is high energy, relatively fast beat, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I do like that you guys do a variety too, because that's the one thing, like you said, people do want to, they want to feel it, but I do think it's important because I walk in and I change the music as soon as I get to the gym. Yeah. And you were, and don't you listen to headphones or no? I don't. You don't. I don't, but they're playing what I want. So yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, what you want. Um, but yeah, like, and what, what's funny is what I listen to in the gym is not what I listen to during the day. So like right now I'm on, I'm on a Slipknot playlist. Oh, are you? Like you Slipknot that, it right like now? Just, Oh but yeah, it's, it's all. I mean, it's music like theirs. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just yeah. we walk in. It's funny because I'll walk in, and as soon as I walk in, the owner switches it because that's my current thing. And sometimes I don't even rec- I don't even know the song. So, but it's angry. I'm like, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so I have a funny. Uh, we're talking about music. Um, when we when I hook up with those guys to ride, mm-hmm. the, we Joe brings his little speaker, right? Right. Bluetooth. And so the other night he goes, "Hey, you want to?" You want to play some music? Yeah. And I actually, I go, you know what? I listen to whatever I want all the time. (laughs) All day, all night, the drive here, home, at the gym. Like, I don't listen to anything that I don't pick ever. Right. You do this. So you guys just knock yourself out. Right. You know what I mean? So it's kind of fun because I've heard some music that I had to go, what is this? Right. A couple times. What is this? You know, I, I like this. Yeah, I you need know? this. So there's, I need this in my life. Yeah, like I, I couldn't even quite define it because there's certain types of music I generally don't like, right? Like I'm not a country fan. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about most electronic music. Right. I don't get EDM. I just, I just don't. But there's the odd time you'll hear a track from one of those genres. Like there's a, there's, you know, I have a favorite country song, but I don't right. like country music. Right. 
But so like the other the, the other night, this like electronic song came on and I was like, wait a minute, this is actually, what is this? This is cool. Right. Yeah. I need this one. That's why I got, like, I got Shazam why, on my phone all the time, just in case. Yeah. Like, why do I, why do I like this one? But I don't right. generally like this genre at all. Yeah. The other the 30 songs before this sucked, but this. Yeah. I didn't even notice them. They just blew yeah. by me, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the, that I like that when you get exposed to something, you know, that's one of the things I like about the, the people who watch this show, they send me music all the time. Right. And, and it's funny. Some, I mean, obviously I don't like everything they send, but some of the stuff they send is like pretty cool. Right. And then like the one, one, one listener got the impression I was into like super heavy metal. So he right. sent me like a bunch of death metal and I was like, oh dude, I can't even listen to this. Yeah. This no, is just no. like, like Norwegian <laughs> death metal or, or what do they call it? The, you know, Norwegian black metal or whatever. Like it's yeah. just so crazy heavy. Yeah. I don't hear anything. Laura Prepon. Fuck Dusty. I knew I would fucking. And I see Emily with the dark hair. I see what they're see? saying. But that's the girl from that 70s show, but without that's the red a... hair. She's way hotter with dark hair. Well, I I wouldn't have known. I mean, I liked her in that 70s show. And I'm here just we telling go. you. I'm just telling you. I know. I know. Hey, Ron. <laughs> We're on a roll. Would you star in a porno and you get to pick the star you fuck? No. Not no. at all. He's no. against it. He doesn't want to be in one. I, Why? I would never want to be in a porno. Who'd want to be in a porno? All the people you Crazy. want. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm all, all the all of your all friends. the people I judge. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, there's a good one. I wouldn't want to be in porno. I just like to watch it and judge those who make it. Dusty. But do you give them a? But but it's a. Is it a, is there ever a good judgment? Like that was great work. Well, it is. I actually, I quite often see. I like to be impressed. <laughs> you can just stop the sentence right there and click the show off. We're done. I like to be impressed. Click. <laughs> show ends right there. I like to be impressed. Off. Yeah, let's be impressed. Hey, what you can, can I say? walk away right there. Like, I appreciate. I appreciate being impressed. In general, that's fantastic. That's that is funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um who cares hey yes source acting i have to answer all these later so don't be judged if i said who cares okay right. this, is a, this is a fun one um what lift in your career are you most proud of like i'm assuming we're talking about a single moment i didn't really i didn't really have any like crazy lifts or any like ridiculous stuff i had some like strong periods where you know i think i i got quite a bit out of my body for what i was doing at the time Mm -hmm. the strongest i ever got was um i squatted i squatted six plates for a single one time Mm -hmm. and it was fucking scary man but i squatted it right and uh, i think i was 23 or 24 Anyways, I, yeah, I squatted it, scared the shit out of me. Um, I squatted, uh, or sorry, I deadlifted. Um, I did five and a half plates for five sets of five a few times, mm-hmm. which I guess is quite a bit of volume if you like oh, math sure. that out. Yeah. Um, but I did five sets of five with five and a half plates. That was my absolute strongest I ever deadlifted. Because I yeah. never really did a heavy single, so I don't really know, you know. 
it's funny because my my answer to this is not what we would think. The proudest lift I ever had is the first time I pulled six plates because I fought it for a long time and couldn't get it. Oh, so you're talking? Oh, so okay. Yeah, so it's so not to me. It's not the most lift. impressive lift. That's the most the proudest right. lift I remember picking it up and putting it down and feeling like I just shook the world because I had missed it so many times. It was my four minute mile, right? Oh, okay. I've, I've okay. told this before. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got can, it one yeah. rep, and then a week later, I got it for three. Yeah. But the one rep, that's that will doesn't matter what I do for the rest. And I've pulled eight. Um, but I that was the one like where I was like, holy fuck. So if you're gonna say that, I would say then um, my proudest moment would have been I did a 425 bench when I was 20, Jeez. which I was super proud of because I was like, I remember like I've never like, done that. Not a flat bench. I remember just like being wide awake, like and like vibrating. I was like, a bench fucking 425, because I'd never even touched four plates before. You went to 420, you skipped yeah. 405 so, right to 425. Yeah, so what happened was was um, John and I were training together in New Zealand in 1996, and we just, I remember he, we always trained Dorian style, but this one day, I remember just out of the blue, like I wasn't even prepared for it. John was like, let's bench heavy today. And I was like, oh, okay, just wanna change things up? He's like, yeah, I just wanna do some benching. Let's not do like a normal chest workout. It's just bench day, see how we feel. And I remember, so I was like, okay. So he just started doing like doubles and racking it, putting weight on doubles. So I just started doing it. We didn't even talk about it. And then next thing you know, he puts on four plates, does a single. I was like, fuck. So I got under it and fucking did a single. And I was like, fuck, I benched four plates. He's like, Kate, we're going up. And I was like, oh, we're going over four plates. Cause I just done something I'd never done before. Right. I was like, I just benched four plates. I'm like so super happy. Ten to each side and just fucking went for it. Yeah, because I did 385 and I got it. So I went 405 and I got it and then went to 425 and I got that. And then he went to four and a half and he got it. What's funny too is we also all know that that's not at all how you would approach it if you were trying to see how strong you'd be. You mm -hmm. tired yourself out multiple times before going for the heaviest weight of your life. Yeah, we took huge rests. Like we were there for like an hour and a half. But um, I remember he did four and a half. And uh, and then afterwards we were like, I think that's pretty good because we don't even really bench. <laughs> I like that too. That's that's so the bro thing you tell. You're like, I think that was all right. Yeah, we're pretty good. <laughs> and then I tell this story. I've probably said it a dozen times. But the next day I had a big bruise on my arm. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure if it was like tricep or arm related, but it kind of right. scared the shit out of me. So I never did any heavy singles after that. And then uh, the six plate squat, cause I was really scared, but I didn't want to fucking, I was all talking myself into this six plate squat. And then that day I wasn't really feeling it, but I'd already told a bunch of people I was going to squat six plates. And there were some guys at the gym and they were like, oh, you squatting six plates today. And I was like, fuck. You, you broke literally my only rule. Cause I tell people that all the time. I've, I've never done something for the first time. I, mean, I guess I have a couple, but I never went for something really big for the first time on camera or even recorded it. Right. The first time I go for something, I just feel like I never wanted to train for the camera or for yeah. people. I just well, there's no would, camera there. <laughs> I would just quietly put it on over in the corner by myself and go for it and just see, yeah. you know, but because, yeah, I just have this fear of getting injured going for something like even what you said, like the bench. How many guys have that story where that's where they tore their pack? 
I just yeah. go for some heavy benching today, like randomly. Yeah, like, no, I was ah. You were 24, so it, that's something. But if someone came up to me now, I'm like, let's do some heavy bench. I'm like, yeah, but you go fuck yourself. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I, I remember, I squatted. I remember, I squatted four for a single, and then I did five for a single, and I did five and a half for a single, and then I put six plates on, and then I, I did my knee wraps up like extra tight, like I mm-hmm. fucking did them up extra tight, and I cranked my belt, and I just went in like comma. Like, I'm just going to go squat this fucking yeah. whatever well, happens. That's, that's how you get strong, though. I mean, you can't – if you it doubt it, happens. you miss. Yeah. You know? And I've missed plenty of times on, on a squat. I just knew how to get out, so it was fine. I just jump. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Get out of the fucking I would, way. I would say that. Those are those are lifts just because I was like – that squat, I was pretty scared. And then the bench, I was like – I thought John was crazy when he's like, hey, we're going up. You're over just did four. I'm good. I'm well, good. I, you know how when you bench, like, I felt like the bar went up like one mile an hour. Uh-huh. He's like, oh no, your bar the bar went up, flew up. <laughs> and you're like, that's not what I remember. No, I was a fighter for my life. <laughs> I just did it. It did not fly up. And he's like, no, it flew up. You know? And there's no vid- there's no video on the phone to check the bar speed or see if there's any possibility you can add weight. You're all, are you sure? Because I thought I saw you walk to the bathroom and come back during my rep. <laughs> <laughs> I could have swore you walked away and came back. Yeah. Bar flew up. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's funny because I, I do like to point that out, though, is that that's the impressive stuff for me because I, I see it in the gym, too. Like, I'll look over and see, like, a kid go after, like, a 315 dead and and pull it in a way where I'm like, that was impressive. Yeah, yeah, like, no, it was I see all, that all the time. And people have this thing in their head that if you're pulling seven, eight plates, you don't – that that's nothing to you. And I'm like, I can see when someone locks in a set and I'm like – Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I saw this kid at the gym the other day. He was sumo deadlifting four plates. Uh-huh. And he was just, like, tapping the floor and, and going up again, like, bang. And they were perfect reps. And I know it's just four plates, but he's a little guy, like yeah. a frame, smaller guy. You know, got lots of muscle on him. But I could just see his his core and his back were rock solid, like, like you know, that whole hip bridge yeah. thing. And I, I could just see the power, like the, the, the how much tension he had running through his back. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you could tell when someone's got a bit of a soft back. Yep. And I could tell his back was just like iron, like it was not fucking moving. And he was just driving it with the hips. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that guy's locked in. Like, that's impressive. He's like crushing that weight. And yeah, it's heavy for him. And he's straining and he's like pushing himself. And his face is purple. Yeah. But you just appreciate the effort, you know? Yeah, I think you would see things when you've been – in the sport longer that other people can't like i love to watch jordan peters train um not because of the weight he uses but i really think he gets more out of every rep than anyone i know like i can i can pull what he can pull but i don't think i get like i watch every rep and i'm like fuck man he activated every fiber looks <laughs> like every rep's his last yeah, but and he gets three more. You're like, ah, oh, he's done, and then he gets another one. And it's like, that's just impressive to watch. If you ask me, it's like, that's what's nuts. It's not even the weight. It's like, right, his body's functioning different than mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got a training one here. True. Um, someone asking a question. It's uh, how would you program barbell squats, barbell rows, and RDLs? or stiff leg deadlifts in a four day split to obviously, you know, keep your lower back healthy. So 
what's your answer? So let's assume they're on a four-day split. So was that training four days in a row and then a day off? No, it doesn't have to be in four days. Or is that like the Dorian in a week? Yeah. yeah. To me, that'd be two on, one off, two on, two off would be how I would roll that. Um, You know what's weird is that that's person to person. um, Because for me, if I was trying to maximize that, my rows would be on the same day as my RDLs. So my take on that is very similar. Mm -hmm. But if... I, I personally would do squats and stiff leg deads on leg day, both on the same day. Right. And then I would have my back workout half the week later. Right. Yeah. That's so we have the same simple. exact mentality, just opposite thing. I would yeah, squat yeah. separately and that yeah. would be, you know, three, three to four days later than that one. Right. You know? And if, so, yeah. And if you wanted, yeah. And if you wanted to make it normal deadlifts, I'd put those on back day mm-hmm. with the barbell rows. Yep. So yeah, so you're kind of using your lower back twice a week. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's kind of because I do get that question a lot with how DC training works is sometimes because they're moving days, you will line up that you did a, you did RDLs one day and you're bent rowing the next day. Right. Um, sometimes it's just how it falls. And what's funny is I find that's easier to do than I would hate to have, say, RDLs on a Tuesday and then blasting back on a Thursday. That's right. when I can feel Tuesday's workout. I don't yeah. feel it on Wednesday. I'm good to go. We can we can roll. You know. Okay. Uh, but I also think uh, one thing guys are missing out on right now that I don't know how is the um, the Theraguns, the Hyperices, those things. What they do to prime a muscle before you train is immense. Um, I use uh, Hypervolt, the Hyperice company. They make a um, a foam roller that vibrates also. I'll hit that before I train. Have you legs. seen the have you seen the the hypersphere? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like that, but this is just uh probably about a 14 inch roller. And oh, I yeah, just okay. hit that on the low back. And then it doesn't matter. I could I could have knocked the shit out of it the day before. I'm good to go again. It's funny. You see in those guns everywhere now, like this footage of um like inside the Buccaneers locker room. There's oh, like yeah. they're like, oh there's a gun and there's a gun, there's a gun. There's like three of them laying around. And then the fucking, I see it in the bike world. Really? Guys are, yeah, they, they, like one of the guys I ride with, he has a gun. He uses it before he comes out. He uses it at home and then drives to the spot. Yep. Yeah, like everyone's using it. They got, they got yoga mats. They fucking roll out and they stretch out and get all mobile. And then they get, and then they get going. And then yeah, they like, train. And the, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like every, it's, it's crazy. You know, you think about where sports was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like remember when hockey players were chain smoking and then none of them lifted weights. Oh dude. Like the, I, we, we talked about that. <laughs> I used to get, uh, your career, to, was, career was just as long as your body happened to last. <laughs> yeah, we used to, it's funny. Cause I look back, like we used to, I would, my, my diet was so terrible when I played, like we get done with a late night game and, and mind you, I'm on a team that's paying for everything yeah and but we had to get back home we're, we're busting back home after a weekend trip they would pull off at 7-eleven to eat so you'd get nachos or whatever the fuck you could and just yeah. get back on the bus and that I was like pro wrestlers that's hockey like all right you're good to go and i'm thinking now these kids would be like the fuck we are athletes yeah. well <laughs> and their parents would be calling how come my son didn't get a nutritious meal paying for yeah. this hockey school Exactly. Whatever the fuck, right? You know? Yeah. We nachos with the cheese sauce from 7-Eleven and a, and a Mr. Pib is not dinner. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a different world now, man. Everyone's got to perform. And people push themselves so much harder because the standard and everything is so much higher. Well, that's the thing, dude. Do like think about when when we were when we were kids, what it meant to be a great skater versus now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I see shit. I'm like, how the fuck did that just happen? And it's like, I know I'm, I know I'm, I know I'm old because my first thought is, no helmet, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's this? What is this you're speaking of? Well, well, hey, we're so we're, we're also eating Tide Pods these days, so let's yeah, not, yeah. Let's not assume that makes them more impressive than us. That might just be stupid. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. So Dusty, very important question. Yes. What is your favorite cheese? Is it on a sandwich? I don't know. Fuck. Tell us the difference. Well, it really matters because I mean, like, I'm not putting provolone on a cheeseburger. Okay. But I'm putting it on a turkey sandwich. Okay. Right? And I mean, am, am I, do I have a, what the hell? I can never say that word. The board with the cheese and the meats and my wine. It's a very fancy thing. Then I got a variety of, of cheeses. Okay. So if I have to go with just one cheese, okay, I'm going classy. I'm getting those moo, I call them the moo cow cheeses. They got the little cow on them and they're red little plastic shit around the outside okay that shit whatever that cheese is those are awesome and what do you do with those i eat them you just eat them yeah (laughs) they're not supposed to be like put on anything they probably are but i'm white trash i just unwrap them and i put them in my mouth what do you do with them what kind of weird shit are you into i just eat those they're like like reese's pieces they're all just individually (laughs) (laughs) what do you do with them oh boy i don't Good. See, we're getting back to the porn question, huh? All right. Oh yeah, I was waiting for what you were going to say there. Uh, see, so here's the thing with me is I'm actually not a fan of many of the cheeses that I've tried. Really? I'm very simple guy. I like mozzarella on my, you know, they put it on pizza and on my sandwich maybe, or on my cheeseburger, or maybe a slice of cheddar on the burger. Cheddar burger is good. True. But other than that, I don't really. I'm not a cheese guy. No. Yeah. Sorry. See, we're, not, we're not fancy. We're not fancy. Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I enjoy good cheese, but it's kind of like someone that's far classier than me had ordered it, and I was like, oh, that's good. What is that? <laughs> that's how I function. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Your turn. Neck lift. We got time for a few more, buddy. You need a neck lift? Is that what someone said? Someone asked me about a neck lift. I don't know what that means means getting your your chins your chins taken care of isn't oh it? here we go a local anesthetic for gyno surgery to save money is that a bad idea no not a bad idea at all you don't have to be asleep for that no in fact that having nothing to do with money i'm not a fan of going under if you don't have to ever i told you about when i got my quad surgery right tell me oh the doctor doctor asked he's like do you want to go under and i was like oh i have a choice and he's like yeah we can give you a you know a shot uh, an epidural right just paralyze your your legs right and, and do it while you're awake and i was like oh okay so i actually said yes to that i don't know what i was thinking but i said yes and he's like we don't fucking do that <laughs> so they bring me into the room and they sit me up and he takes this fucking needle Right. And I realize, oh, they're giving me a shot 
in my fucking spine. I wasn't thinking. I was like not thinking. You thought they were going to put it in your leg. I just wasn't thinking. I just wasn't like thinking. Right. And he comes in. I'm like, well, I didn't want to chicken out. And he sticks it right in my spine. Right. And I lay back down and like a few minutes go by. He's like, so your leg's numb? And I'm like, no. And he's like, can you move them around? I go, yep. And I move them around. He's like, oh, a few more minutes. Can you still move your legs? I'm like, yeah. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. So he goes, wow, we're going to do, we got to give you a second shot because they must have missed the, 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 the cavity. Right. So he fucking comes in and gives me another shot. And he's like, I hear him say like, oh, I can't get in there. And he's like, like I can feel it in my back. It's like he's trying to get. Ah, like, dude, it makes me comfortable to like have this conversation. So uh-huh. then he just pulls it out or no, he stuck it in. And then they lay back and, and they ask me again, can you feel your legs? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, so then I, he comes back. He's like, we don't think we can get, find the spot because you've got too much muscle. Right. And I'm, first of all, I'm like, isn't the spine like. Is it still the same place? Yeah, it's still in the same place, right? And there's no muscle on the spine. Like it yeah. doesn't. I can you know, touch where the spine is. Yeah. Yeah, like it just didn't make sense to me. But thank you for telling me I have too much muscle. It makes me feel better about myself. Stroke my ego, then charge me three grand. So he's like, yeah. So so they gave me two fucking shots, and nothing happened. So then I just laid back, and they give me the gas. You know. You ever had that? I had that one time where they put you under. You know how they tell you to count backwards, or at least they do. Yeah. In the States. Yeah. They count, count backwards hours later. Yeah. So what was funny though is I remember. I went in and they, it was funny because I was like, count backwards from 100. You know what I mean? And I remember I got to like 87 and the doctor was like starting to look at me and then I was gone. <laughs> like, but I remember. It lasted longer than most people. Because I could see them start like, you're supposed to get to like 96. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was the same result. I, then I just woke up hours later and I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> yeah. I remember I woke up and the first thing I saw, a nurse goes, oh, you're awake. And she gives me a pill. It was obviously it's a perk or whatever they give you when you first wake up, right? Right. And then I was just saying the dumbest shit. I guess I was like cracking jokes, like I don't know what I was saying <laughs> to the nurses. Fuck. Emily, em, all Emily said was, "Oh, you're a piece of work." <laughs> you know, like creepy old man that starts saying like sexually harassing things, but they give him a pass because he's like eighty. Yeah, but you didn't get that pass. Yeah, well, I think I, I think I got the pass because I was on lots of drugs. <laughs> like, we'll just let that pass through. Everyone there. just laughs. Oh, he's so loaded on morphine. Let him say what he wants. I can only imagine the shit that they've heard, actually, though. Yeah, I can imagine it. Just well, like, nurses nurses are a tough bunch. You have, have to be ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves. <clears throat> they are. They are a tough bunch. I got some really fucked up people that follow me, by the way. <clears throat> got a question or what? We got time for one more. All right. I wanted to get a good one. <clears throat> I hate this because I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you this question just because <clears throat> it's not that interesting. But oh well, what is the worst cycle experience you ever had? Oh, worst cycle experience <clears throat> I ever had. Well, I don't know about worst. There's probably lots of dumb little stories. But I'll tell you about one that was probably really dumb. Was I would have been like, I would have been like 21. Mm -hmm. And um, back then, there was only two types of gear. You either got European amps, human-grade European amps. 
or you mm -hmm. got really good vet stuff. Right. And of course, there was a, a lot of people had the misconception that vet stuff was like made for horses. But it's exactly the same, you know. Yeah, test, same shit. Test probe is test probe. It's the same right. compound. The chemistry is identical. I want to be as big a, as a horse anyway, so fuck it. just it. has a different a sticker shit. on it, you know. So we used to get the good vet stuff a lot. Um, so we used to get boxes of test probe, mm -hmm. cases of test probe, and they were 100 milligram per mil. And they were these little green and white, um, I think it was called. Angels. No, uh, 10 mil bottles. Oh. Yeah, 10 mil bottles of 100 milligram probe. And it was like um, Univet, right from the vet. Right. You know, little hologram stickers on the box and everything. It couldn't get any better. But those were the old days. Um, people who take underground stuff now just do not know. But back in those days, probe always hurt. Right. Um, now a lot of probe still hurts. I don't use probe anymore, but I know some guys it still hurts. I've had probe that hurt. I've had probe that didn't hurt, but whatever. Back in those days, I don't know exactly why probe hurts. <clears throat> I think it has something to do with uh, the ester on the on the testosterone, if I'm not mistaken. There's something mm -hmm. about it that makes it. Anyways, long story short, someone can explain why probe hurts. We can do that in another episode. But that old vet probe, everyone used to say, oh, it's really good, but you get a pretty sore, pretty sore spot. Right. So I just thought that you were supposed to get a sore spot. Right. So I used this vet probe that was so good. Like, I remember, like, you know, taking 300 milligrams a week and just, like, growing. Like, everyone right. in the gym being like, fuck, you're going to be a bodybuilder, eh? Right. You know? And, uh, but the thing was, is every shot I took was, like, crippling. Right. But I thought that's what everyone meant by you're supposed to get a sore spot. Right. So, I'm, like, crippled. Fuck, like, I couldn't even fucking walk a few times. Like, put him, like, can't, you know, put a shot in your delt, can't even move your arm for, like, three days, like, Fucking crippled. And I just thought, well, that's just that's, that's what it just, is. That's just what it is. And then <clears throat> I don't really have a choice because this is the only access to this is the only good stuff I can get right now. Right. You know? And then I finally had a talk with the guy and he's like, No, 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 you're not supposed to feel like that. Like <laughs> and I, I realized that I was especially sensitive to, you know, probe back in the day. Right. Other guys would just get a sore spot, but I was like fucking crippled. And it didn't matter what I did. It was like not my fault. It wasn't like I was fucking it up. Right. It was just, but I, I went through like, I did like a three month cycle of that stuff. Just God. fucking agony. Like an three, idiot. Basically, so you were in pain for three months because you oh, were exactly. taking three shots a week. So oh, every shot. Monday, hurt. Wednesday, Friday, you were fucked. I don't know how many weeks I lasted, but I lasted way too long until I finally realized I was being a stubborn dummy. I was gonna say second shot, I've been out. Like I'm out. We're good. Yeah, we're yeah. Good. We're good. So, here. Yeah. So now I tell people, I'm like, you don't have to live like that. Yeah. You know. You know what I mean? What about you? Uh, well, mine's easy, and it's uh, relatively famous, which is uh, 2013 uh, shot of Winnie V. Oh yeah, the bad in the shot. tricep. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, my arm actually, like, to give you an idea, I don't, I don't like uh, pain meds at all. I don't take pain meds. I'm just against them. And uh, I actually called a friend and said, whatever pain meds you have in your house, bring them to me. Um, I met him in my driveway with a glass of water and took it. Um, and my skin, actually, it looked like I was getting a burn from the inside out. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. that the skin that was falling off. And my tricep is permanently has a point on it. So people to this day will say, oh, well, you obviously have SEO in your arm. And they think like today, 
Like, oh, that's actually eight. That's eight years old. Um, and my tricep has a permanent point. Yeah. I've done scraping every type of thing to get it down. Never going to be gone. That's my fucking arm. It just looks like that now. I'll be small down the line and have this fucking. And it's funny too because I I'm actually cognizant of it when we're filming and stuff. And I'm like, I'll see the video. I'm like, ah, someone's gonna think there's something in my arm. Yeah. (laughs) No, I've had people ask me. They're like, does does he shoot his arms? I'm like, no. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, because I've yeah, seen it, it's... I'm literally sure his arms look identical every time, except they've slowly gotten a little bigger over the years. Right. The shape is never different from expo to expo. They look identical. Yeah. But it's like, funny because I, yeah. I did hit them. So I always tell people like, yeah, I used to I put stuff in them. Just shot, yeah, not stuff. shot them, not, not, yeah, not, not oils like that. Just normal stuff. But that I, remember, I can't I touch that arm anymore because of that, though, because I am afraid that any swelling will just highlight that and i have done yeah. it before I'm like ah you know especially in prep or something like i just got to put it somewhere and that'll yeah. do and then you take it and you're like fuck I've, I've done uh i actually did a video shoot one time where i didn't i had to wear a long sleeve shirt or a t-shirt i just told him straight up i'm like dude it's it's not good unless you want the star of your video being that tricep t-shirt right 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 <laughs> today i remember t-shirt. so i remember the man like the the early 2000s was crazy I remember going to the expo in 2002 and rest in peace, Matt Duvall. Mm-hmm. Remember Matt Duvall? Yep, of course, with the arms. Great guy. Remember Matt Duvall was at the, the muscle tech booth and he had a little band-aid on both the inside and the outside head of his tricep right. and then a little band-aid on each bicep. And he had a tank top on. And he was like, just signing away, taking photos, signing away. And I was like, "What? Is, you have six band-aids on your arms. Like, is it just, like, you just going to leave them there? You know we all know that's for, right? But I just couldn't believe he had them on at the booth. Yeah, because like, you just take them off and well, it's fine. Well, I'm surprised, like, what did the manager of Muscle Tech say? Athlete rep. Yeah. Back then, did no one care? Like, it was, like, 2002, that much of a gunslinger era? You just show up to the expo with band-aids on your delts and just, yeah. well, I'm here. They were just happy you took the needles out. They're like, well, he removed the syringe, so that's cool. I just, I remember just seeing it. I was like, and I mean, he had awesome arms, but like he had obviously just shot them up or something. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck. Oh, yeah. And some of the band-aids had the little red dot in the middle. Like they were literally, yeah, like literally like he did that this morning before coming to the expo. Like, yeah, I was just like, oh, man, like I just thought that was like, I was like, oh, is that what's going on? Like <laughs> shooting their arms up for the expo. What's funny to me, because, you know, I have had people out. It's a very common question, especially with that. And they'll be like, are you against or you think it's cheating? And I'm like, no, I actually don't think it's cheating. I think my problem with SEO use is you fuck it up and it ruins well, you. Yeah, another thing you with that. You forget is what you're doing and you keep going. Risk. Yeah, like so. So to me, the reason was risk to reward because people always just said to me, and I'm like, if I was going to do SEO, I'd use it in my shitty biceps. Right. <laughs> like, I'd be putting it in my muscle that sucks that I've been bitching about for a decade. Yeah, um, exactly. And the reason I never could put anything else in the biceps is they would hurt. Yeah. So I couldn't train. And then my mentality, especially the way I like to train, I was like, I'm going to tear something. Because I want to train the way I want to train and want to do that, I'd rather train than have a bigger arm. So fuck it, we're gonna train. Right. You know. But yeah, it is funny looking back because yeah, I, I would have literally walked up to my friend and be like, dude, take the fucking. Are you serious? What are you doing? 
Like if that was you, I would absolutely beeline you. Like, are you what? What the fuck's going on with you? Uh, he looked like he was just having a good old time at the booth. Like, it was totally normal, business as usual. You know, he's a great guy, right? So he's just like, yeah. hey, I'll take pictures. People lined up. Hey, boom, boom. You know, like it was just. Yeah. And I was just like, oh wow. Like, and my, it was my first Olympia too. So I was just like, oh, like this is how it is. Okay. <laughs> fuck. Start looking for band aids at other booths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just funny, fun times, man. He's health conscious. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Dusty. Thanks again. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell. It's just bodybuilding. We appreciate you. Anything you want to say before we go today? That's it, man. Just uh, uh, other than uh, Scott get better on his COVID trip. And, oh, uh, yeah. Scotty's got COVID. He says he feels like dog shit. But, you know, that's what you get for being around people. Hey, you should just be all by yourself forever. That's all the magic. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks, right. Dusty. Remember, everybody. It's just bodybuilding.